America Meditating Radio Show, we collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts 24-7. Hi, I'm Sister Jenna. Join me and guest on Blog Talk Radio as we amplify stories that compel us to be more for ourselves and everyone else around us. Hi, I'm Angela Peabody of Global Woman Peace Foundation, and I listen to America's Meditating Radio Show. Do you like to meditate? Have you tried to meditate? Have you struggled with meditation? Why don't you visit one of the Brahma Kumaris Meditation Center? Visit brahmakumaris.org. I want to show you something. Each day around the world, 5,000 people are infected with HIV. That was over 20 years ago. We've come a long way in the science and treatment of HIV. But the disease hasn't gone away. So why aren't we talking about it? Today, we have the tools to make HIV history. Let's finish what we started. Because the world needs you to live. Take a break. Breathe. Why don't you visit the Peace Village Learning and Retreat Center, 518-589-5000. The Meditation Museum in Silver Spring, Maryland, offers a variety of courses and activities to make your life go a whole lot smoother. Located at 9525 Georgia Avenue, you will be able to experience the beautiful silence that's in the space. There are courses in Raj Yoga Meditation, Positive Thinking, stress-free living, and personal development classes. For more information, call us at 301-588-0144 or visit us online at meditationmuseum.org. Get off the grid and step inside your heart. Sister Jenna guides you through a powerful, encouraging, and motivating meditation that allows you to let go and become aware of you, regain strength, power, and peace.
Hello, everyone. Welcome to America Meditating Radio. That was Keep the Faith by Lucinda Drayton on her Bliss CD. Isn't that a lovely song? And I think now more than ever, we are diving deeper into our own inner beings to really understand what's important to us, who we are, and what we are doing here. What's our purpose for existing? Whether you're a man or a woman, what is our purpose? Um, What are the qualities, the virtues? And I've been sharing a lot in my narratives and conversations on various platforms that I don't care how much you dice it up, um, no matter what side you choose, someone's going to feel like they've lost the uniting force. How can we galvanize our energies and and our and our wisdom and and our gifts that we come on this planet with to create a, a better world, to create a world that we can all unite and and, and work together and grow together. And in my conversation with Joni Petrie, who is a Vedic astrologer, and it's not like I believe fully in all these things, but I have to tell you, if you tune into my show with Joni Petrie, you'll get to see that sometimes things are just fixed to be the way that they are. Sometimes there's just nothing that you and I can physically do because there's something called destiny or drama that's very much in play here, maybe the greater force, but our spirit and our consciousness and our pure vibrations and our pure will is in charge. We are in charge of that, and we can sometimes feel like it's an uphill battle. For example, the role of women today. It's one in which we feel like America is like supposed to be this progressive, democratic, incredible country, and we're still not able to find a woman that can represent our country in the form of leadership, in the form of the Oval Office. And it makes me question or think a lot because, you know, coming from an Indian and African background, in India we had Indira Gandhi so many years, I mean, in the time when women were just not taking that leadership into the seat of world power. She's always just put under the microscope. There, She's always being attacked. It always seems like a different kind of energy. And in a way she has had to sometimes give up something very soft, something very gentle, very nurturing. But it's not to say that it isn't there. But I do believe, whether you're a man or a woman, the qualities of patience, understanding, acceptance, care, kindness, are in both genders. But what is a real woman? Stay tuned. We're going to have Dr. Trinas. I hope I did that pretty well, Dr. Richardson. We're going to have Dr. Trinace Richardson with us, and we're going to have a heart-to-heart conversation with Trinace. But before I do get her on the line, you know what we like to do here to get us in a place that's true to our own inner being, a little bit higher than ourselves. And despite whatever are the various tugs and pulls that we encounter in our life, you know what? It's all coming from the soul. So let's see if we can amplify our soul consciousness from the Knowing Myself Meditation CD. Take a deep breath. Experimenting with these exercises, one is able to discover the sweetness and the beauty that lies in knowing the self. The more I know myself, the more I'm able to maintain the awareness of my true identity and move away 
from all the different compartments and limitations that I have imposed on myself. The image that we generally have of ourselves is a fairly negative one, but that's simply because we don't know who we are. And so we allow external influences to restrict our thinking and put us into boxes and create bondages and feel the pain of those bondages. Meditation is the method of liberation, of becoming free from the false impositions that I have created for myself and I have accepted in terms of what the world has imposed. It is important to experiment with these ideas, sitting quietly, in solitude, in silence within. However, it is equally important to experiment with these concepts during our day-to-day activity. Having had a glimpse of the identity of the self, then time to leave my little corner of meditation and move into the world outside. I must learn to maintain this awareness of being a point of light, using the physical instrument to look out into the world, using the lips, to express my thoughts and ideas, to communicate with others, being the master, listening to the information that I receive, but being the master, deciding, discerning what it is which has value, what it is that will enhance my own awareness, retaining that information, communicating that information, but also being able to filter out that which will pollute my mind, that which will cause my feelings to become corrupt, so that I maintain the integrity of this experience of eternal consciousness. Both things are aligned together. My time in silence, experiencing the eternity of the self, but using this awareness in my day-to-day activity. If through the day I maintain this awareness, then Whenever there is a moment at which actions can finish, I could turn inwards and come to the state of Om Shanti and the awareness of Om Shanti, the awareness of peace, is also then expressed through the work that I do during the day. Om Shanti. just love that one. It's really about sinking deep 
Ariana Huffington has just launched her new venture called Thrive Global, and one of the writers, Valerie Jarrett, and yours truly is also one of the writers on Thrive Global. And there was a question that was asked by Valerie, and she said, when you actually have time in your busy schedule, what do you like to do best? And Valerie said, to just dive deep. And that's what meditation, prayer, and many practices that help us to see our thoughts more clearly. They're so vital at this time. Well, the America Meditating Radio is proud to welcome Dr. Trinace Richardson. Dr. Richardson is a nationally recognized speaker, preacher, vocalist, and mentor dedicated to helping women grow, connect, and lead from the soul. She's a sought-after speaker and leader in educational and religious settings and has spoken to audiences across the country. An award-winning professor, dean of faculty at Stray University, and a worship leader at LifePoint Church in our own town, Waldorf, Maryland. Dr. Richardson is also the founder of Real Woman, an intimate, safe place for, for women to do real work on themselves. Isn't that nice? Real work on themselves. She's written on the spirituality and leadership practices of black women college presidents, servant leadership, spirituality in the workplace, and leadership development, and is a proud member of the Delta Sigma Theta sorority. Today, we're honored to welcome Dr. Richardson to the air. Hi, welcome. Hey there, how are you? I'm beautiful, I'm beautiful. I love the fact that you're on the path of religion and spirituality. Many times people say religion is spirituality, and I tend to go, well, I think one's a father and the other's a mother, and I think they need to have a good marriage in order for us to benefit from both. Could you share with our beautiful audience and our listeners, actually, what inspired you to be on the path religion and spirituality? Yes, thank you so much for having me. It is, I consider it a privilege and an honor to be here with you and your audience. I do agree with you. I, I studied uh, my dissertation was a part of it was on this very topic of the difference between the two. And um, and I do believe there is a difference. I've chosen this path. One, uh, I think I was probably introduced to religion first be, before I had a concept of what spirituality was and the difference between the two. I grew up in church and my family raised me as a Christian. I, I am a Christian minister and so I was predisposed to religion, if you will. All of the organized rituals and doctrine and beliefs that come along with an organized faith. I've always had a natural curiosity, though, and an affinity toward what I could not see and what I could not understand. I'm a natural question asker, if you will. (laughs) And so as a result, I began to ask questions that could not necessarily be answered by family members or even by my church. And so what I began to understand is that there are common threads throughout the various religions as well as just certain things as we we as humans just believe about each other and can practice that go far beyond religion. And so even in my studies as it relates to spirituality, the three things that I've that I strive for and really espoused for others is a belief in something beyond us, higher than us, beyond us. So a transcendental existence. And then 
a really a search for personal meaning and purpose. I believe that we're all searching for that no matter what our organized religion might be. And then lastly, a care and a concern for others, that that there is this idea that beyond whatever our religious beliefs are, we all be looking to help and support others and find a connectedness with others. So that's kind of the path that I'm on related to all of those. I like that, Dr. Richardson. It makes sense. No, sometimes that you just want to ask questions for your own clarity. You don't want to denounce a faith or someone's belief system, but sometimes in even in your own asking of the questions stimulates the other person on the other end to even think at a deeper level. I mean, a few months ago I lost my father. I shouldn't say lost. My father transitioned, and mm-hmm. we're Indians, but I don't. I haven't seen them for a long time. I've been so busy traveling, not an excuse, but some of my members are quite strong in their Christianity now. And it's always the funniest mm. thing for me to see Hindus, Christians. I just can't begin to tell you. It just always cracks me up. <laughs> Not because it's a bad thing, but sure. from, you know, wobbling, you know, wobbling your head left and right, and all of a sudden you're bowing, you know, forward and, and back. So uh-huh. I'm like, okay, change is good. Mm. But there mm-hmm. I am with my father, and I wear white sari, and it's obvious that I'm, you know, in a very a different kind of a setting of consciousness. But she was so rooted in what she interpreted from her Bible, her scripture, her understanding of Christ's role here on earth. Mm. And it was like she would, didn't even want me to be near my father. And I'm an only child, and we had no problems, FYI. Oh, my. Yeah. So she was so protective. And I'll be around my father rubbing her head. She's in the back saying prayers and the rosary. And I'm like, what's up with you? And then wow. she said something that really, really had me thinking about the importance of individuals and their interpretation of things. She's like, not everyone Jesus is going to accept or not everyone God's going to accept, Jenna. Some people are just damned for hell. And I heard that, and it was like I was so glad that I had amplified my capacity of understanding and love yeah, yeah. because I know that's yeah. not true. And I looked at her. Yeah. This is a decent woman. She's so good-minded. She's very clean, honest. You know, they play by the rules. They don't do anything wrong in society. But yet, her interpretation of what her path of religion meant was stronger than how she would perhaps make another person feel who's also a child yeah. of God. When yeah. you started to ask your questions, were people trying to kind of look at you like, what is wrong with you? You know, you need to just yeah. follow what they're saying. Stop asking so many questions. Did you yeah. go through that stage? And if so, what was that like? Yeah. Um, well, thank you for sharing your experience. I absolutely went through that. I call it a narrow-mindedness, and I try to, we'll, we'll probably end up talking a bit more about it later, but I try to put myself in other people's shoes at this point in my life anyway. And what I think was happening at the time that my family members were challenging my questions is that they were looking out of their lens and they didn't have even a peripheral view of what others might believe. I liken it to those horses that are given those blinders 
so that they can only see where they're supposed to go. In this instance, because they're so that we live in such a connected global society, there's so many beliefs and people right next to us that don't believe the same things that we do. And so I, it just never sat right with me in my core that when I would ask questions, I would be shut down um, because my thought was the God that you've told me about has to be bigger than my questions. He has to be comfortable with the fact that, that I ask questions. And so I just sort of the black sheep of my family. So I've, I've sort of pushed through all of that and continued to ask those questions. And I'm loved and supported and embraced by my family. But when it comes to those things, I think I've always been a bit more open-minded. And I'll tell you very quickly, I had the opportunity to attend Howard University Seminary and didn't really know what I was getting myself into at the time. I thought I was going to a Bible college where they were just going to tell me more about the Bible, and it ended up being very theological experience where they exposed me to all different types of belief systems, and I was so grateful for it, so much so that I ended up teaching a world religions class, and to students who would come in, uh, probably with the same narrow-mindedness that I grew up in, I would expose them to Hinduism and Buddhism and um, Sikhism, and it was an eye-opening experience because the idea behind all of our differences is that we are still human and we have to find the commonalities so that we can understand each other's differences better. Mm. So then how can we make sense of the chaos that we're experiencing in our country and definitely the world today because what you said makes sense and what you said seems like the alternative, the way to live, and yet we're also witnessing a lot of individuals that you might say that to, and they would be like, what are you talking about? Stop living this world. This world is dark. This world is this. Every man for himself. What can we do to create more of a peaceful state for our lives and our world? Any ideas? Yes. Thank you for asking. You know, I believe life's pendulum swings back and forth on a regular basis. And so I think what we are experiencing right now is seasonal. I believe it's, you know, at the height of what we are experiencing right now, we have experienced before. And I believe that there are underlying thoughts and beliefs and feelings that people have always had on either end of the spectrum. And they have an opportunity to kind of surface to the top, uh, depending upon the climate that we're in. And so I think the way that we make sense out of it is I love the word empathy because what it forces me to think about and do is literally to put myself in someone else's shoes or to at least be willing to hear and listen to someone else's experience. And I think what's mm-hmm. happening right now is uh, so many of us, and, and we're all guilty of it at some point in time, but so many of us are so in tune with what we are experiencing, our challenges, our problems, our Uh, desires and goals, that we're not willing to step outside of that for a moment and experience uh, through someone else's eyes what life might be like. 
And I really believe that that's how, that's how we get to a place of better understanding, that we all hold ourselves accountable to that. I don't think there's any one side, whether it's political or religious or uh, philosophical, that shouldn't do that. I believe we're all accountable for empathy and putting ourselves in other shoes. Beautiful. It's so easy. It sounds so easy when we speak it, right? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And it really is. And, and the complexity of whatever is recorded in spirit, I think it just gets in the way. I always use this acronym called ALGE, Dr. Richardson, A for anger, L for lust, G for greed, A for attachment, and E for ego. Completely mm-hmm. complicated. Our purpose of being here, or is definitely complicated. What could be an incredible story if we're all together in this, in a good way yeah. of building, or we start to keep dividing ourselves and make ourselves, you know, um, unafraid. I mean, afraid and and not trusting. This year, we met a wonderful young hip hop woman poet. Her name is Bathsheba, and she spoke very, very highly of you. And she told me about you and your group called Real Women. And I would love for you to share with our listeners more about what Real Woman is, its mission, and and how does it work? How can women actually get involved if they were interested? Mm-hmm. I'm excited to do so. So glad that you met my sister Bathsheba. She's doing wonderful work, especially for young people. Uh, Real Women is an organization. Uh, we are based in Southern Maryland, but we travel across the country as well. And basically, our mission is to create safe spaces for women to do real work on themselves. And that in itself might sound a bit airy, but uh, it is very practical work. What we do is we convene in sister circles. We do them in areas across the country. We are willing to come to wherever uh, there is a a need. And uh, we also host virtual sister circles as well. But we get together and we really dig into a very practical issue that women are dealing with. And whatever that issue might be, I'll give you uh, an example. We, We have recently talked about what it means to balance our time and how overwhelming and stressed out we become or life becomes for us when when we don't find that time to balance. And so we each get to tell our stories, each get to hear each other. And more than we have a speaker or a panelist, we have a, a facilitator that facilitates the discussion so that we learn from each other. And this idea of empathy that we were talking about earlier We really incorporate that in the sister circles. What we try to make sure we do is something very practical. We listen to each other, and as a result of listening, we understanding each other better and being able to help each other, pour into each other ideas. And so Real Women, we have, of of course, a, a virtual present, but my first love is getting a group of women in a in a room, in a circle, and allowing the magic in the room to happen because of us connecting. Sounds so meaningful. And it's so it's always a good time to help us to process the areas inside of our beings that we're just not in touch with, that we just can't hear. Out of all of these gatherings and conversations in your in your journey, what would you say has been like the biggest challenge a woman is facing today? Yeah, thank you for asking. So I would say number one uh is fear. 
I believe that we allow fear to drive a lot of our decisions or lack of action. And, you know, I I mentioned balance before, but I believe that fear is the root of it all. We are afraid that to venture out and do some things that we've dreamed of, it keeps us stuck in in the uh, routine of what we've always done. And so discontentment comes as a result of fear from not moving forward and doing things that we love and want to do. I believe depression comes as a result of that stress feeling uh, overworked and underpaid, it usually results from a fear of doing, venturing out to do something we truly love to do. And so I believe fear is the challenge, and I believe we overcome it by uh, doing whatever that thing is, scared. And we have to first be able to articulate what it is, right? So uh, whatever it is that we aspire toward that uh, what, whatever our fears are, to really be able to dig deep and, and admit those to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then as a result of that, moving forward in such a way that we just even take one step at a time, you know, thinking about the work that I do with real women, I never envisioned how it could happen, but I knew I wanted to be able to connect with women across the globe in a very meaningful, authentic way and not knowing in my own space and circle as an educator and a minister at a church how that could happen. I just began taking one step after the other and so starting a conference call with women and then as a next step hosting an event and inviting those women that I knew and that has gradually turned into a being able to to hold these across the country. And I would encourage women to, to face their fears and then, you know, fear, courage is not the absence of fear. It is doing what you strive and desire to do in the presence of fear. And so I would encourage women to be courageous and do it scared. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. Do you have any upcoming events that our audience should, like, you know, can know about? Well, as a matter of fact, yes, December 9th and 10th. Yeah, no, again, here in Southern Maryland, we are going to the National Harbor. It's a wonderful tourist location for those of us in the D.C., Maryland, and Virginia area. We will be at the AC Hotel. We're hosting the Real Women Intensive, and uh, our sister circles meet on a monthly basis for about two or three hours. So I would describe this two-day event as our Real Women Sister Circle on steroids, if you will. Um, We really take an opportunity to approach what are the challenges that we're dealing with right now and by the end of the weekend, really coming to a place of facing those challenges and coming up with real solutions, practical solutions, and plans that women can walk away with. And we're doing something a bit different this time that I'm so excited about because we are inviting women, especially from every decade of life. So we're we're inviting 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds, 60-, 70-year-olds, We even have a 93-year-old woman who is definitely coming, and uh, we are striving to make sure that we make it comfortable for a centenarian to come and join us. 
and we're going to talk about what a woman faces in various decades of life and uh, what are the lessons learned from each of those. So as I sit as a 40-something-year-old woman, I'll be able to listen to someone in their 20s and really pour into them and say, you know, uh, been there, been there, done that, and these are some some tools you can consider using to help you navigate life in your 20s. And then I'll also be able to sit and listen to someone in their 70s and be able to glean from their wisdom. And so uh, I would encourage any, any woman who is in the area or not even in the area, but this speaks to you to definitely join us uh, December 9th and 10th in Southern Maryland. Mm. Well, thank you so much for your incredible work, and I'm wishing you all the greatest of success as we come around to that date. I'm sure it's going to be very, very important and meaningful. Dr. Richardson, you're Mm -hmm. amazing, and I'm wishing you all the very best and happy holidays. Thank you so much. Same to you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You can question and you can continue to keep hearing your own call and sometimes you can just find yourself just doing what you need to do to move the story forward. And in doing so, you never know what just might emerge. could be a whole bunch of unique possibilities. So give that a try. I hope you've enjoyed our conversation today. I'm looking forward to hearing your feedback and your sharing always. Remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission. We are here to love each other the same. So happy holidays, everyone. Take good care. End today's song with Instruments of Peace by Sarah McLaughlin. Thank you.